Hello, everybody, and welcome to What Am I Missing, the podcast where I attempt to fill in the gaps of my knowledge through conversations with friends. I'm your host, Brett Walden, and today I'm talking to Michael Ferris about the beautiful game. I'm talking soccer. I'm talking football. That's right. It's that thing that you do with your feet when you can't use your hands for some reason. Um, this is a topic, uh, unlike a lot of other topics, where I just I don't care. And um, usually I know a little bit about something and the person can come in and they can fill in um, a little more and I can add to the conversation. But as you will soon discover, um, the reason that I don't like it is just because I was never really that good at it. And unfortunately, my first experience with soccer was uh, a not very good team and it just kind of soured me on it and I thought it was stupid and I always wondered why would anybody want to do this for the rest of their life. But through the conversation with Ferris, um, I did start to find an appreciation. I, of course, do have an appreciation for the uh, the greater game, the idea of the game. But um, yeah, in something about it, just uh, you know, it ranks just above basketball in terms of sports for me. I just I don't like it. But I like this conversation, and I hope you do too. Um, similar to last week, quick plug: um, I'm doing a show. It's coming up actually in a week now. It's in Winter Garden. It's called A Christmas Story. It's based on the movie. You know it. You love it. If you live in the area or just want to fly down for some reason, come check it out. I'd love to see you there. Say hi. Tell me you listen to the show. That'd be great. Um, As most times, there is a sneak peek of next week's episode at the end of this show, so stick around for that. But enough preamble. Let's all bend it like Beckham with Michael Ferris. Take it away, Anthony. Let's start, everybody. Um, hello, and welcome to the show. Uh, this is um, this is Brett Walden coming at you, talking to you live from the studio. Although it won't be live, sorry to say, when when you're listening to this, uh, but it is now. I guarantee you, there are two live people sitting here on the mics. One is me, and one is the guy sitting across from me in in a red jersey kit. I think they're called. That would be correct. Yeah, that's Michael Ferris. Everybody, say hello, Michael. Hola. What a uh, that was weird. You're Ferris. You can call me whatever you want. I'm not gonna ever call you Michael again. That that was a little <laughs> odd for me, but uh, hey, you know what? I was do going people with even it. call like, you well, that? It's an official. Do so, people call you that? People do. Uh, some people actually even call me by my first name, which a lot of people don't know. Oh, which is Glenn. Glenn. I did. Glenn I didn't Michael know that. Ferris, but. You and a lot of people at work, and just a lot of people in general. Ferris is such a, a kind of iconic name that yeah. involves uh, days off and wheels and all sorts of stuff and, <laughs> yeah. and bands. And Who whatnot. calls you Glenn? Um, a couple people at work. It, it just, it, is yeah. that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but a majority of, of like bosses' bosses all call me Ferris. Yeah, but Glenn, not 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 a great deal. Probably. A, do you still do you respond things. to it though, or does yeah, it take you I a second? To it, no. Do you go, oh shit, that's me. No, I, I, it doesn't really catch me off guard. I don't really care. I'm not ashamed of the name. I just no. Uh, when when my dad's name um, is Glenn as well, but he has a different middle name. Okay. So at the house, my mom didn't want to say Glenn. And have us both go huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> so it was like you're gonna be Michael. Yeah. Harris. And I, this always stuck with me. And then when I got up here and went to college and uh, uh, started work, it was just Ferris. It was easier to remember. Everybody knew it. And it's it very unique. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're definitely Ferris. I don't know why I said Michael. 
I have a similar thing in my family, not with me though, but we have a lot of Michaels in my family and it's the same thing. My grandpa is Roger Michael. My uncle is Michael J. His son is Michael J. Jr. You know, so there's just, there's like a ton of Michaels in the family. And so we have to find ways around it. So we, so nobody ever gets confused. (laughs) Um, Cool. Way to start. Good start, everybody. Well, we're not here to talk about names, although that might be an interesting thing. It could come up. Um, we're we're going to talk about we're going to talk about soccer. That we are because I don't get it. I don't okay. get it. I get it slightly more than I get basketball, which I hate. Both have balls. Both have balls. Sports generally do. Sports generally do. Um, I don't. I don't think it's the ball thing. I enjoy football, um, which I've mentioned a few times on this show. So I don't. I don't think it's a well. Soccer is also called. Football it is called football. A majority of the world, right? Not with the United States, but with a majority of the world, it's right? Football, because we we got there first. Yeah, that's how it happened. I, I guess, sure. We invented a game. We called it football, and then the rest of the world went football. Oh, right. We just invented this other thing. Yeah, no. Um, no, I don't. I don't. I I get it from a from a purely visual standpoint. Um, I've watched. I've watched enough games to know the difference between like how Europeans play and how Americans play. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched, uh, I think four. What would have been two thousand fourteen? Was that a World Cup year? That would have been a World Cup year. Yeah. Okay, every uh, four years. Oh no, it must have been two thousand twelve because I was still living in New York. Ten. Um, ten. Ten. Oh, every ten. Four years. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about the Olympics. Yeah. Um, um, two thousand ten. Living in New York, watching the games um america bows out fairly early so yes but i believe 2010 was a iconic goal from one of the u.s soccer stars we did okay yeah we did did okay but we i think we yeah i think you're right we bowed out uh about out first knockout round after the group stages england's still in so we're rooting for england yeah Gemma's british um england gets knocked out by germany i think in that world cup too yeah i don't know um (laughs) All I remember is, oh, they're gone. There's nobody. There's nobody to cheer for anymore. I'm not watching this anymore, right? So I'm watching them lose. Game ends. The TV says now it's time to watch the New York Red Bulls, which was the local mm-hmm. MLS team at the time. Yes, probably still is. Still around, yeah. Um, changes over to their game. Immediately noticeable the difference. It looked like a bunch of mentally handicapped chimps running around compared to what Not i was just off? watching it was so magical watching the world cup and then all of a sudden it was just like to switch over to that and i was just like oh this is not good <laughs> um and i am a bit biased because i used to play uh when i was very little we were called the orange rockets and we lost every single game in yeah. one season you you shouldn't have been mad though. You should have had orange slices and Capri Suns and fruit roll ups after every game. Is that why with people an play? Awesome name. That's <laughs> why a lot of people start playing. I just thought I thought you know what this this feet thing it's not working for me. So why I mean what is it what, what is it that draws you to it? Why do you enjoy it? Do you play? Well, so yes, I do. Okay. So I, before we talk about it though, yeah, kind of can't really talk about soccer or football mm-hmm. without a Okay, fair enough. So I, I, I brought you a uh, libation. Okay. I like this. It is a Sierra Nevada 2018 Oktoberfest, which is in collaboration with what's Stefan? 
I probably butchered the hell out of that name, but we'll go with it. It's the uh, oldest brewery in the world. And I also am going to put it into a uh, a Brutiful Game Koozie. Ooh, and what is that, Ferris? What uh, the is Brutiful Game, Game Koozie is a, uh, is a podcast that me, Ron, Blake, uh, three guys uh, started uh, a few years back that talk uh, the beautiful game mm-hmm. and drink brews. Okay, so, the so this is kind game. of a tradition that you're carrying on now to my show. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk soccer, and we're gonna drink beers. I like Here, it, sir. I like it. The brutal game. And I'm gonna put mine in a uh, Manchester United koozie. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Ooh. Listen to that. Saying good cheers, or I like to say cilantro. Cilantro. All right. Oh, that's good. It is very, very good. That's very it is nice. One of the best uh, Oktoberfest that I've had this year. Yeah, far. very good. All right. So soccer. Sell it to me. Football. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. It's you're what you were saying. Yeah. America in general has has a long way to go to really catch up to what the rest of the world views soccer as, and the style of play, and the massive sport that it is it is the number one sport in the world yeah regardless america's still in the world but it's it's the number <laughs> one it's the number one sport yeah by everywhere the the absolute amazing thing about soccer is you don't need anything to really play you just need a ball you can play outside on the pavement in your house just just be careful um it, wherever you can get your hands on something and it doesn't even have to be a ball in some countries in some third world countries they play with uh a cantaloupe or they play with whatever round they can get they right. will take something and they will uh duct tape just it into a circle and play with that whatever you can play with it doesn't take anything you just need your feet your body and something round right so it's adaptable is what you're saying it's a, it's, it's an accessible game yes and it's the world's game because it is so accessible and it reaches out to every to every facet of society mm-hmm. uh, rich poor poverty uh, you name it it reaches out to everyone in america and probably why we're so far behind is we have a different way we make soccer fun from the ages of like five to eight. Yeah. Or even four to eight. And then it's no longer becomes fun or it can become fun, but then it becomes money after that. And parents have to pay to basically play. Right. Whether it's on a traveling club team, whether it's on uh, a high school team, uh, it's a tiered system, which is super complicated and we won't get into, but you basically have to pay if you want to travel and be seen by scouts or have the opportunity to play for, for top club teams. Right. So it's not – in most other countries, there are uh, infrastructures and, and systems set up that allows anybody to essentially play and have the opportunity to get looked at by the country's national team or by um, a second – tier team in England mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to pay thousands hundreds of dollars to play the game right so it's still there's an accessibility thing there that 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 it opens itself up like you said even if you're from a poor background or something you still have the opportunity to 
to play this game and and not have to necessarily spend a lot of money doing right. it. Right. And and that's how some of the best players in the world have come around. Pele, Maradona, uh, even your ones now, uh, Neymar and Messi. They just they picked up a ball at a young age and just played. Right. Whether it was by themselves, off the wall, kicking it back, uh, playing with their mates in school, whatever it was, it was so accessible, that was their life. And when... When you start to play, you realize the intricacies of it. You realize how difficult it is, but how fun it is. Because it looks boring on TV. It looks easy on TV. Yeah. The players make it look that way. Right. It's so much more difficult to bomb a 30-yard pinpoint pass on the foot of somebody 40 yards. It's Go outside right now and try to look down the way. If you see a tree, take a ball. Kick a ball 40 yards away and try to hit that tree. Yeah. Nine times out of ten or ten times out of ten, unless you play the game, it's not going to happen. Right. It's so tough to do. Well, see, that's, I think, maybe because I did it, but I, I actually do think the opposite of that. I think it is extremely difficult. Um, the yeah. whole The whole foot thing and the, you know, and it, but it's just, uh, I, I don't know. Why do I need to work that hard? <laughs> Why? It's sport. I know, but I got I got hands. Yeah, you do. Let me use them. Let me use my hands. You can use your hand for beer after the game, <laughs> but, but you don't need to use it for for in the game. Sport always has a it's competitive. It's it's uh it it it, it fuels the soul. It's adrenaline. It, it there is there is if you have any competitive bone in your body when when you play any sport, whether it's soccer, football, basketball hockey whatever you right. want to compete and it, it it just varies if if you want to be the best in the world then that passion is there and it grows and you work day in and day out you you're you're, you're 10 hours a day you, you want to do that most people in the world you know there's a very small percentage that play professional sports most people in the world don't have that desire they have other interests they have you know they want to go to school and they want to become a, a doctor or an engineer or they want to travel or whatever it might be. Right. And with soccer, it grips you at such a young age. And those that want to be successful in it and those that, that want to be the best at it start at that young age because it's so accessible. You don't have to wait till you're a certain age to play like American football where you're a certain age and your muscles have to be grown and you throw pads and a helmet on and go out there and smash each other. No, you can just pick something and round up. And, right. and, and hone your <clears throat> skills in by just yeah now you mentioned it gripping you can you can you put to words what that what it is what is it about the game that 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 grips you it's it's hard to say and it's going to be different for everyone mm-hmm. the moment that it probably gripped me the the best and a single moment if i had to say why I love the game. You actually mentioned it a little bit earlier. The 2010 World Cup. The U.S. against Algeria. Mm -hmm. We had to win that game to advance on to the knockout stages in the World Cup. I went down to a bar in town here, the Harp and Kelt. It's an awesome Irish bar. Yeah. It's a soccer bar. Know it well. Right. In 2010, soccer wasn't, you know, as... I'm not going to say as big as it is now because in the States it's still 
uh, not one of the top four sports that we have, right? But it's it's, right. it's growing. I think the World Cup this past year showed and that. And it's very popular in Orlando. Very popular, very least. yes. yes. Yeah. And this is before Orlando had a team and everything. Right. So go down there. The The bar was only the single entity at the time. It didn't have the, the, the harp side of it open yet. And it was packed. It was packed. Bottom, uh, the stairs, rafter, like it was, people were sitting on banisters overlooking and they had this big screen along with some other screens around the bar and whatnot. But mm. everybody is focused on this massive screen. Everybody's wearing uh, United States shirts, hats, jerseys, kits. I mean, everything. Sure. It was packed. So me and a couple friends got a pint and we had to stand on the like landing of of one of the stairs and we had to stand there the entire game and kind of push our necks up and look at this big TV screen. But when, when Landon Donovan, who will probably go down as one of the top five players of all time to play for the U S put that ball in to win the game. I have never felt that emotion and that adrenaline and that power of everybody in that bar it was an explosion of just excitement. Right. And I'm, I mean, I'm getting chills thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. It was, there was, it was people hugging each other, screaming USA, high five. It, it, it exploded. The noise that came out, you know, from that bar was insane. Yeah. And if you get a chance, go online and YouTube it, Google it, whatever, look up, uh, uh, Landon Donovan, Algeria, gold bars around the 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 the, the, the country because we weren't the only bar. We mm-hmm. were. I mean, you can, there was one in Chicago and New York and all this, and it was the same reaction, and it was just this explosion of excitement, pride. It it, it was it was the best soccer feeling I've ever had. Yeah, that's what the game's about. Right. But There's isn't so it, much emotion behind isn't it, it enough you care so much. to feel that just every four years? It is for me. I get it. I watched mm-hmm. it. I watched the World Cup. I didn't. I don't think I really followed it this time. But it's like there is something about that national pride. There is something about, especially for me, I think watching um, America kind of enter into something that they're not really that great at. Yeah. You know, and and with the possibility that hey, they may take this all the way. Um, they don't. And I don't even think they made it this year or this time, right? No, we didn't, yeah, we didn't. yeah, exactly. No, 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 but it's, so it's like, meh, okay, you know. But but I do I do know what you mean about getting wrapped up in that in that excitement in that moment. But it's like, why? Why do you why <laughs> why do you watch it? Why? So why do I watch uh, Manchester United, a team that I've never seen uh, live in, in England before, mm-hmm. or, or Orlando City? Yeah, it's there's something about the sport that the simplicity, but the beauty of it, and that's why it's called the beautiful game. Because when you see a bicycle kick, or when you see um, a Cruyff turn, or when you see a, a twenty yard curler into the top, you know of the goal, like there's just something so simple, but amazing about it that you want to just encapsulate and you want 
and you want to be able to do it or you you want to see your team succeed right you, you want to see them either take down the giants or be the giants or score five goals score a hat trick whatever there's I was gripped to it because I love the simplicity of it. Yeah. So are you watching for those moments? Or is it the moments in between as well? I watch, I mean, now I watch for a lot of different reasons. There's storylines behind it. There's variations of players whether they're attacking playing off on the wing in this high pace whether they're a center back that has to be methodical and calculated uh, a goalkeeper that that sprawls out and i mean there's managers now have, have become a huge thing in the game i mean the, the jose for for manchester united got into uh, almost a fight this past week on the sidelines really it's, it's rare yes but there's so much emotion in it, involved in it I watch it for the the atmosphere, yeah. for the uh, the hope of of, of winning a, a title or a cup, uh, beating your rival down the street. There's not just one thing you can pinpoint and say this is why I watch right. the sport. Right. I mean, I I get it. I get it from a sports perspective, like I do. You know, obviously. Um, I just I don't know something. <laughs> there's something about soccer that just makes me personally. I'm just like, ugh, I don't know. Um, so, but so you're wearing a Manchester United yes. jersey right now. That's your team. Yes. What What led you to that? Because to be honest, they're pretty much the Yankees of the Premier League. Yes, that's, that's it's a, an that's it's an about, easy yeah. choice. Sure. I don't I want people to accuse you of making the easy choice. Oh, it was not. It was. It, it, well, it, it was an easy choice, but not not in the fact that uh, you know they won all these titles and uh, they were the best team in the land at the time. Yeah, it, it wasn't done that way. Um, and I, I will say, I, I, I understand what, what what you're saying about soccer. It's kind of like, eh, I don't know. I, I grew up playing it as a five year old, like every kid in you know, and then the U.S. does, and mm-hmm. you get your Capri Suns and your orange slices, and then you're good to go, and you go home, and then right. you, you do it again on the next Saturday morning, and, you know, and after that, I was done. I, I played basketball. I, I played uh, uh, football, American football. I played other sports than soccer. My sister uh, was the one that played club soccer, high school soccer, uh, so I was always just around the field, and half the time, I was bored. I was like, this is, you know, this isn't basketball, you know, you know, I get to shoot three-pointers, be Michael Jordan or catch a football like uh, Jerry Rice or anything like no it, it wasn't it, it was soccer like, yeah okay, they're just kicking a ball around yeah it's back and forth man this is a long game like it was it was <laughs> yeah. that kind of thoughts to it right right um, but I, I I look back now and I, I love the opportunity to be at the fields every day because one of the things I did at the time was I was like well if I'm gonna be around the fields all day I'm gonna make a little cash off of this and I went okay. through a referee and linesman certification class oh okay i thought you were talking about illegal gambling um there was a bookie on the side that i was i was <laughs> using and there were some bets uh i'll have the uh the orange crush against the what was your what was your, what was your team name orange rockets orange rockets i'll have five on the orange rockets over under uh two goals against the uh blue skies over here you know i, I mean right um no we would have been an easy bet <laughs> we only scored one goal 
all season. We were terrible. <laughs> it's it's all documented in my uh, my first grade journal. I okay. was I was not a happy boy. It's <laughs> <laughs> like we're terrible. Well, I'm I'm sorry to to, to bring up such harsh um, memories. And it's it? fine. I think it. You know, honestly, I think it set the tone for for the rest of my life. Yeah, I was just, well, I was just not, not for the rest of your life, but for and how, <laughs> how you perceive soccer. And, well, that's what I, that's what I mean. Okay. I don't mean <laughs> like, I don't mean like the rest all of, your life, of my right? life. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I've been depressed since I was uh, <laughs> since I was seven years old. Since your first grade. <laughs> <laughs> the Orange Rockets did terribly, and I. Uh, I've been suicidal ever since. Um, no, but I do think it shaped my view of soccer. I'm sure if we were sure. a good team, I would have been a little more proactive about doing it again, you know, and possibly, possibly. would have found a would have found an excitement in it and an energy in being like, "Ooh, I want to keep doing this." Um, it's like a lot of things in my life. The guitar comes to mind as well. I try it. If I'm not immediately good at it, I just go, "Ah, this is stupid." Um, and I think soccer is like that for me. And as many times as I've tried to pick up the guitar and play, as soon as I start trying to learn the first chord that they try to teach you, and I can't do it, I go, <laughs> nah, no, guitar's dumb. Guitar's for dummies. Um, but I'm envious of people who can actually do it. Um, but like with everything, there has to be a desire there. There has to be a, right. a, a passion to want to continue it or to want to follow it or want to learn about it. Soccer is this, this, the same way. There, there has to be that passion for it, and how that passion is gained is from a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, like I was saying, I got my F certification. I was able to learn the game. I was able to learn uh, offsides and fouls and yellow cards and red cards and indirect free kicks and direct free kicks. I was you were able to learn the game and watch the game. Yes, it was at a uh, under 12s club girls game or whatever but you still got to learn a bit about formations and tactics and that's where it, it kind of planted the seed for me of mm -hmm. this is a much more interesting intricate sport than what I, I, I've known for most of my life or what I thought for most of my life right to where it's just this okay they play it's 45 minutes okay this half over it's so slow well, there's a lot more to it. It's it, it's 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 tactics. It's precision. It's understanding how difficult the game is and how to pull off uh, different passes and how you know. I mean, you you watch a Ronaldo, a Messi. How these guys play the game is is phenomenal. How they see the field, how they play the balls that they do, how they score the goals that they do. It, mm -hmm. it is is it, it is an art form. Right. It's beautiful. So, fast forward several years past that, because again, I was playing basketball and right. whatnot. Um, my Our listeners should also know that Ferris is like nine feet tall, so it makes sense. 700 feet tall. <laughs> 700 feet tall. So it makes sense that you play basketball. Yes. Oddly enough, on my high school team, uh, I was uh, probably the fourth. Don't say it. Fourth smallest. That's not Personally, true. That's one hundred percent true. Were you the same? Were you the same relative size though? Uh, yeah, like there was like there was like me. It was like six six and about as thin as a bean pole. Like just like can can. But then there was like six seven. What grade six, were seven, you in? Six eight. Uh, this was this would have been ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth. You were high school. six six I, I in was, high school. Yeah. Was, Good lord. Yeah. I was, it was I was a giraffe just walking around, <laughs> just walking around high school, just these long limbs and just yikes. Meandering I was around. five two until my junior year. 
then you just did a and then I shot up to six feet over the summer and I got back and everybody's like whoa yeah I was uh I was between six four and six six in high school wow and and left high school six six and not the tallest on your team not tallest on my team no six 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 seven six seven six eight six nine jeez so there yeah there was there were some big boys did you guys win all the games we won a lot of games. We, yeah. we, we won a lot of games, but uh, you weren't the Orange Rockets. We were not saying. the. We were. Um, <laughs> we were the uh, Clearwater Tornadoes. Funny story. Before I got to the the the, the high school Clearwater Tornadoes, mm-hmm. the basketball gym was hit by an actual tornado, and they had oh, to rebuild it. It no opened kidding. up right before I got there. So, <laughs> all right, a little fun bit about uh, Pinellas County history there. Yeah. Um, so then, fast forward several years. My aunt used to do a lot of traveling. She used to travel the, the for, for, for for you know for work, and she did a England trip. Mm-hmm. And the one thing she brought me back from that trip was this bright red United shirt. Okay, she just said United on it, and it had the crest, and it was just bright red. It's plain as can be. I still have it to this day, uh, and it still kind of fits a little bit short. It looks like a you know. Um, but I still have it to this day. Well, being from, as I just said, from Clearwater, Tampa Bay area, my local football team, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, mm-hmm. were just bought out. They were bought out by the Glazers. The Glazers also owned Manchester United. Okay. Got it, got it. So the shirt that I got and that the local you know, American football team that uh, I... I love are owned by the same person now. Right. So it's just kind of like, a, okay, this is meant to be this way. Sure. At that time, I didn't know that they 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 were one of the best teams in in not only the country of England but the world. Didn't know they were compared to the Yankees at the time. So <laughs> it, it was just like, okay, this is just meant to be. The Bucks are red. They're owned by the same people that own this team that my aunt brought me a shirt back from. Bingo, bango. Manchester United, all the right? Time. Okay, and from that day on, you've just been 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 full blown into that, and it helped that United had this air about them that just reeked of of class, that reeked of prestige. Mm-hmm. It, it certainly helped, and they also had a player by the name of Wayne Rooney. Oh, sure. Who was a young, just a stud of a player that scored some phenomenal goals and was just one of the best players to ever go through the club. And all that gripped me. It, it, it got me. It got me so excited to watch them. Any chance I can get, whether it was uh, at home on a Saturday morning at 7.30 or finding it somewhere in a bar in a, in a corner. Because at that time, it, it wasn't on TV as, as, as much as it was. Right. Um, and a lot of times you had to listen to it on, uh, like, uh, XM was kind of real new at that time. So you could listen to it on on, on XM, the games from over there, and you'd hear the commentators and that. Anytime you hear, like, a British commentator, it just, there's something about that, different from an American commentator. It's not like a Joe Buck. This is this is a Martin Tyler that has this just smooth, silky right. voice and explains it like he's a poet. Like it's 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 <laughs> yeah. They're they're phenomenal. And that's yeah. that's part of what 
gripped me. Yeah. Well, and it. you had to want it. I mean, you had to you yeah. had to look for it. Yeah. It wasn't readily available. Exactly. So if you wanted to watch the game, you had to you had to look for it. You had to do the work. Yeah, and exactly. And there was a lot of things that kind of also helped draw me into that. These these, these bright kits, jerseys mm-hmm. that had the the Manchester United logo on it, and seeing Wayne Rooney and Nemanja uh, Vidic and Rio Ferdinand and these these these, these guys that, that will walk out to the field with this crest on their chest and this bright jersey in front of the old Trafford which is a, a temple in soccer and yeah. the crowd and the the chanting that you can kind of faintly hear in the background as this English announcer announces that yeah, Wayne Rooney's coming out to the you know I do a terrible English accent but <laughs> you, you, it's you, like poetry you do wanna, it's uh, like poetry a, 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 lot, a lot better than me but it, it, it all just gets you it's that atmosphere and that's that's how I got into just becoming a Manchester United fan. Right. And I've had the ability to see them um, a couple times here in the States. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it just helped to kind of reconfirm that. It's, yeah, it's not, it's not over in England. It's not in Old Trafford. But, again, seeing them, them come off the, the bus, seeing the managers, seeing people chanting and, and scarves, like it just there's, there's a passion for the club that this is almost my club. Yeah, I don't have stock in it. I don't have you know whatever, but the, 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 it's my club. I support them. I'm, I'm here. Yeah, because you're not really a fan. You're a supporter. Okay, is that what they? Is that what you call yourself? Yeah, I've been. I've been. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever been to Old Trafford before? I have not. I no. Have not. I heard that. Well, you Well, that's have, something uh, that I have <laughs> on you. Yes, you do. My wife Very is true. from just outside Manchester. We've yes. been. Um, and I would be remiss, by the way, without mentioning if we didn't mention David Beckham. Who exactly. is Gemma's yeah. favorite? Yes, um, yes, I don't get it. I no. guess he's handsome. He's an he's an ugly but son. He's <laughs> he's got, can't get a decent he's haircut got that to save really, his life. He's got a really high voice. Have you ever listened to him? He does. It's yeah. unnaturally high. Yes, um, but she likes him. So David Beckham, bend it like him. Bend it like him. So once you start getting into United, obviously you start watching the games, and then that sort of introduces you to the other teams. That they're playing, right, and sort of the generally or mm-hmm. the, the general um, Premier League as a whole, yeah, yeah, it, it, it absolutely absolutely does. You got to learn uh, some some uh, teams that a lot of people probably haven't heard of, like the Boltons of the world and uh, Derby Counties and uh, Leeds and some of these these teams that are this for 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 me anyways this. I don't know how to quite describe it, but it's in this foreign country yeah. that they're so passionate about. is the number one sport there, and every little city or borough or district of England has a team. Yeah, and <clears throat> that's always been wild to me. Yeah, of, of every, how small England is, and yet teams can be seven million teams blocks away from each other. Yeah, with full stadiums, with full. Um, supporters, you know, yeah. and and borders, and just—I mean, it's amazing. Each... There's just a pride in the there, there's yeah. a pride in the club. It's I was born right down the street, or my granddad passed down this ball to me because he was whatever. Like, there's a pride in that, and you just connect. Yeah, it's like if you're a I don't know, look at the, the Cowboys fan or something, and you're from Dallas. Like, it's just there, there's, a, there's a part of it. And yes, you have people away that don't, but then 
you know, you, you I was gripped from to to English football um, from from just the 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 rainy cold nights and and and, and seeing it in 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 a stadium that played Manchester United playing against a you know in like Derby County or something and and just seeing the atmosphere and seeing how how the support was and how people are standing they're chanting they're clapping they're I mean there's yeah it's it's just intriguing and it grips you in a way well my understanding too because when I went to a United game at Old Trafford, <laughs> not to rub it in. Um, but my understanding was that they actually have like a guy or a series of of people who like write songs. They're they're sort mm-hmm. of like the designated new songwriter or whatever, and they somehow yeah. get get word out to everybody to learn the, the the lyrics, and so that they can you know if a new player comes on or something, this guy writes a new song for him so that the first time that he walks onto the field or whatever everybody suddenly knows right the new lyrics to the song so there um you could be considered a, a fan a supporter well they have for most clubs they have supporter groups mm-hmm. and they're called various things uh, like the red army um uh we have here in orlando uh the iron lion firm and 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 uh oh lord Got the other one, but um, there are supporter groups, and they are usually in partnership with the club to some extent, and they are they have a a, a president, a vice president, a chairperson, a treasurer, and it's treated like a club, you know, like a, a, a chess club or something. Sure. Um, yeah. Sure. You know, and it's it's set up that way. And within that, there are you're right. There are people that will make new chants, or they will they will help start the chants, or they'll stand on uh, these capo stands that are these stands that don't face the field, they face the crowd, mm-hmm. and the, the the person that stands on that that stand as a capo or, or, or the lead person starts the chants, gets gets team. They're, they're back to the game the entire time. Oh wow! But their main goal is is to to show support for the club. By leading this group of supporters, right. Um, if you want to know what a supporter is, Google YouTube a Borussia Dortmund game and look at at that stand and mm-hmm. how active it is. There's flags flying, there's smoke going, there's there's constant chanting from the start of the game, uh, hell, before the game till the game ends. No matter the score, right. No, no matter if you if you're winning five nil or you're getting smashed five nil, <laughs> nil means zero. Okay, it's thank a, it's, you. It's it's a it's a term that is. I was confused. <laughs> I was thinking about the time that I was at Old Trafford. Uh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's uh it's I mean so it's but it, again it sounds like it's just accessible. It sounds Very like accessible. it doesn't. It's just it's not about and 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 without being judgmental i don't mean this as a judgment but but it sounds it 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 is also it it sounds like sometimes and knowing again Gemma being british i know people um or or have heard of people where this is this is all they have you know there's no money it's just it's work and and you come home and you watch the game or you go to the game and you go to bed and you do the same thing and it's like sometimes the team the local team is all these people have. Yep, and and it, uh, 
in the same fashion, it's also used for if you are a player and you love the game. Mm-hmm. It's also a way of a means out. Sure. It's in, in these third world or these poverty stricken. You know, that's a lot of the the, the 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 most famous soccer players in history. That's all they could do. Right. They had nothing else. They had their bare feet and something round. So let's learn to play this sport because this sport can lead to me getting signed by the international team, me getting signed by a local team, and then going across seas and playing for a Barcelona or for a Real Madrid or Manchester right. United, a Tottenham, whoever. It's almost a way of a means out that if I become good enough, if I practice enough, if I score enough goals, if I defend well enough, I can get out of this poverty-stricken favela or whatever and, and make it and be this world soccer superstar. Yeah. There's a passion for the game there, but there's also this could be my life. Sure. This could be my job. Right. And it doesn't necessarily require, unlike some American sports, it doesn't necessarily require like having to go through the co- the collegiate system right. or right. doing anything like that, which, like you said before, costs money. Yep. And, and, and a lot of teams, Barcelona, I mean, we the players sign contracts at 14 and 15 years old. I mean, it's wow. it's and sometimes younger than that because there's potential talent there and you can put them through a, uh, a youth program within the club or you can uh, put them on on loan to another uh, club to kind of help build their skills a bit but it, it, it's it's so the game has so many tentacles that it just reaches everywhere it's so accessible there's so much passion behind it whether you're a fan whether you're a player manager that it, it it allows it allows you to sometimes and, and for a lot of the players in, in you know whether it's the South American countries or um, in a neighborhood in England it, it allows you to grip onto something and have a love for and have a desire and a, a focus on what it is that you want to do right and a lot of times because it's so accessible and it's not a lot of people would love to be um, airplane pilots or they love to fly jets or they would um, love to be a stockbroker well that's not as easy and as accessible to do as just picking up something round and <laughs> right kicking the ball around yeah Especially, I, I mean, I can't think of anything that, that is so, um, I mean, zero sum as far as, like, picking it up and learning it, mm-hmm. becoming proficient at it enough that somebody wants to pay you for it to suddenly making a ton of money for the same thing. Millions. Yeah. Millions. I don't think that anything out there exists. I think every, you know, pretty much everything else y- you have to pay for at to, the beginning, yeah. at the very least. Right. To an extent, or you have to. Work I'm going to, to pay you to teach whatever. me how yeah. to do this. Yeah, right. but it's going to it's going to cost somebody money. Whereas it sounds like soccer is just like I just started kicking a rock around one day and I found that I could uh, dribble it pretty well. Exactly. <laughs> somebody <laughs> noticed, and here I am. And and if 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 you get a chance and you, and, and you want to figure out if your uh, if soccer is, is something for you, sign up for a league and mm. play. I play in a adult league. 
I didn't play my first game of actual soccer till I was the age of 30. Oh, wow. Played when I was a kid. Unfortunately, there's no more Capri Suns and Orange Slices at 30. I know. It's such a... Well, that's... I now, mean, but, but now it's a little bit better. You can go to the bar afterwards, you know, beer and pint and everything. But... Yeah. Such an appreciation even more for the game. And the other thing I would say is if you get a chance, go to a game. You went to Old Trafford. Old Trafford. It, did I? It, it, I did. You did. I did go no, to Old Trafford in, in Manchester. Yes. Yes, you did. Yeah. Was it in a box too? Was it? Was it, was, it, was was that what I heard? Oh, it was a good seat. It was a real good seat. It wasn't a great game, but it was a good seat. I do remember that. Um, all right, all right. Anyway, you were saying. Okay. So, <laughs> but, but but if you get a chance, go to a game. Go to. If you have an MLS team, if you have an NWSL team, if you have a college team, go to a game and 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 watch it. And don't just watch it with this. Okay, this is soccer. I may not. Yeah, I may not like it. They're just kicking a ball around. Yes, technically that's true. They yeah. are kicking a ball around. However, watch the movement. Watch how they kick the ball. Watch how they see the field. Watch when the ball comes off of their foot. Watch where the ball goes, whether it goes back to the goalie and then up front. Watch how it pulls the defense. Like there's a lot of intricacies of the game yeah. that make it the number one sport in the world. Well, even talking to you, I'm sort of reevaluating the way that we view sports here in America, and it does seem very, um, you know, quote unquote, goal oriented, where it's almost like the ends are. You know, I don't want to say ends justify the means. That doesn't make sense. Um, but but it's about it's about the score at the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where football is very high scoring, basketball is very high yeah. scoring, baseball not as high scoring um, as some others, but still higher than most right. soccer games. But still gets that same rep as uh, this is kind of boring. But it's like again, I think it's because I don't I don't think it falls within that category. It it seems to fall. And I'm just coming up with this right now. It seems to fall within that same category, though, that soccer does, which is it's not about – I mean, obviously, the score at the end matters, mm-hmm. but it's more about the strategy during the game. How are we going to get this ball into that net? That or, becomes Or the, prevent it from going Or prevent it, right. That becomes the most interesting thing mm-hmm. as opposed to the 28 or the 36 or the 58 points that the football team – scores at the end um you know which obviously has strategy but there's also a lot of stops and starts whereas soccer continues to move regardless of the time and it's it's a sprint not a marathon uh to to, to a degree although you sprint a lot in, in 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 soccer but there's a lot of endurance there but no you're you're absolutely right there are plenty of games and soccer is one of the few you know sports that on the negative you can draw you can tie a game. Right. Sometimes that's that's a fair result. Both teams weren't good enough to actually win. But the score can be 1-0. And that one goal can be just absolute jubilation that you just beat the local team down the street. Sure. And you, you took it took 89 minutes of a game. There are <laughs> yeah. 90 plus extra time. And that ball curled into the top corner and now you get to go into school the next day and just rag on your friends that Manchester United beat Manchester City. 
or you know it's that one goal yeah. the score was 1-0 yet it's everything it means everything it's everything it means everything yeah um so i kind of want to i want to shift a little bit into the actual specifics of the game and the leagues yeah. um i don't know a lot of the rules but the one rule that's always bugged me about soccer <laughs> and hockey is the same rule offsides offsides <laughs> I okay. I don't get it. Okay, I will do my Make absolute. I will. Okay, I will do my absolute best to explain. Um, in hockey, it's a little bit different because there are um, there are uh, lines that are involved there, and you can't cross the blue. Anyways, um, this is talking about soccer. So offsides. Uh, if you don't know, there are eleven players for each team. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which being the goalie. So there are ten outfield players. Okay. Uh, usually there's a setup where there's defenders, midfielders, and forwards. Okay. Okay, so the defenders play in front of the goalie, right? Sure. As an attacker, you cannot be in between a defender and goalie when the ball is kicked to you. Okay, specifically to you. Specifically to you. Okay. So... Why? That's what doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> because it's a rule that was created to prevent... Actually, I, I don't even know why it created I'm taking a guess at this. Mm-hmm. To prevent people from just sitting on one side of the field or from trying to give themselves an unfair advantage and just get it behind. Right. Now, there are certain defenses that will play offside traps and whatnot, which will push higher up. But as an offensive player, you want to be in line with... Or behind that last defender. If you're on the other side of that last defender and in between the defender and the goalie, you are offside. When the ball is kicked. Not when you receive it. When the ball is kicked. So when it makes contact with the foot, you cannot be between the defender and the goalie. Correct. As an offensive player. Any part of your body, whether it's a, a pinky or whatnot, if you are... Just that much past that last defender when the ball is kicked, it's right. offsides. And you think it's because they wanted to prevent camping, basically? Uh, yeah, I, 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 to be honest, I never really looked up the origin of 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 of, of the rule. Yeah. Um, I learned what it is obviously when I when I got my ref. It in just it. seems like such a, it just seems like a skilled move to me that I don't understand it when I watch it. Skilled move? How? From the offensive or the defensive? From the from the offensive point of view. Yeah, you got there. You were faster. Whatever it was, you maneuvered yourself back there. Kudos to you. You deserve to be there. If the defender, you know what I mean. If the defender isn't there to block to defend, then kudos to you. You made it. You were more athletic than the other person. It just well, anybody can run down the field and just stand at the one side of the field. That, 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 right. That, and I no... suppose I mean I guess with the rule, I you don't see a lot of that. But it always seems to be when offsides is called, it's because that person was s- moving slightly faster than mm-hmm. the defender. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, always, okay. I'm just like, oh, but... But that goes now to... But that's athleticism, isn't that it? That goes now to timing. The offsides now are not really so obvious as as as, as to somebody being miles offsides. Yes, you have a few of those, but it's, it's by a hair because, you know, somebody was slightly faster. Well, yes, they may be faster. Kudos to them. Kudos to them. 
but their timing's poor. So you could be faster, but then, I mean, we can equate that to a lot of things, but we won't go there. Um, <laughs> fast, you're saying fast isn't always better. Right. Okay. You it's can, a sex thing, Ferris. You're telling me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you can, as, as an offensive player, you can see where that last defender is, and you can time your run. You can do a curved run. You, you can you can run in line with and then spurt like is it's again it's not when you receive the ball it's when the ball is kicked right so if you know that the players on your team and you know that Christian a- Erickson who plays for Tottenham can ping a 30 yard ball over the top of the defense to Harry Kane on his foot and he can take a one touch goal Harry Kane's going to be smart. He's going to time his runs so that when that ball's kicked, he is in line or behind that defender. Right. But when he receives the ball, he's past him. Okay. So what you're saying is there's it's there there's an athleticism in being able to outpace your opponent, but but there's a mind game too. But there's a skill to adhering to the rules that are laid down ahead of time and knowing how to how to follow those rules, but still. And it's a skill on b- both sides. Not a skill from just the offensive player. It's a skill sure. from the defensive player because you can play an offside trap. So, as a defense, you can get your back line into, uh, you know, you all are aware and know that when I make a certain call or if uh, so-and-so has the ball to step up. Mm-hmm. So, if a offensive player is good just going i'm gonna stay in line i'm gonna stay here with the defense well as soon as christian erickson gets the ball everybody on the defensive side steps up and then when the ball's kicked he's off you know that offensive player doesn't have time to get back right it's risky because if you catch on to it if harry kane you know catches on that he'll stay a yard or two back from them and he'll wait for them to step up and as he steps up he's timing it to where he can go forward and now he's even further ahead right so it has that risk factor there right so i guess i mean again i'm thinking about it from it sounds like in a very uh, is it an american point of view um but but from offsides in in the traditional sense from like american football is that it is meant to prevent uh an unfair advantage Right, because they line up. If you're offside, you are this far over right. the line. Therefore, you have an unfair advantage in getting to the quarterback. I guess I always thought of that same penalty as an unfair advantage, but it sounds like it's more of it's just a. It, it can be, and that, that, that's why it's a rule. Because if 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 you're essentially on the other side, so on the other side of the line, we'll call it the defensive line there, where right. the players on you're on the other side of them, you have that unfair advantage to where. The defenders can't now stop you, and it's just you and the goalie. Right, but I. But again, I've always attributed that to just more of a good, good. I mean, the game doesn't stop for you to set yourself up that way. So good, you found yourself in a position of that. But in adhering to the rule, there's actually, like you've said, there's more of an athleticism and a skill to adhering to the rule. Yeah, I mean, there's think of it uh, a basketball, mm-hmm. right? There's a skill to. Fr- free throw shooting you can't your foot can't be on the other side of that line when you take the shot you can't go in for layup it's a rule that they put in place and you take a free throw you have to stand behind this line and shoot right there's a skill to that right those in the nba hit 90 80 percent of their free throws because they 
perfect that. They, 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 they practice towards that. They know what the rule is. How do I become the best at staying in line with that rule and but still getting maximum results and, and baskets, goals, right? whatever the end is. Yeah, okay, it makes sense. Fine, fine, <laughs> fine. Um, so talk to me about the, the way that the, the Premier League – I want to talk about the leagues okay, all over yeah. the world, but the, talk to me about the way the Premier League um, sets up their uh, preseason rankings because those are different too, right? Like you can so, drop out of the, the yes, Premier League? Yes, yes. So uh, uh, there's always been – and we'll stick with England primary. There's always been a top flight in England. Mm-hmm. Um, the – Premier League was started in in the uh, 1990s, um, and it was called the Premiership. Oh, that recently. Yep. Oh wow. And it's now called the uh, uh, or it was then called the Barclays Premier League. It was a sponsored by the uh, bank over there in England. Uh, now it's just called the Premier League. It stands on its own. But there's always that top flight. So top flight in England at the current moment is the Premier League. There are 20 teams in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Tw- 20 teams play each other twice. Home and away. It's 38 games. Because you can't play yourself. Sure. Well, I mean, you could, but... (laughs) It'd be weird. It's called practice. Yeah. Right? (laughs) So... It's a scrimmage. It's right. In the Premier Premier League, what is is in most leagues... We don't have this here in America, yet there's argument. We can go off on that tangent some other time. Of the bottom three teams. So the worst three teams get relegated. Mm. And the worst three teams get relegated into the second division of uh, of English football, which is called the championship. And they probably have a sponsor, like the Nextel Championship or something, whatever. I don't know. Sure. Um, and it keeps going. So there, England has an infrastructure in which I believe they have four top flight leagues. Oh. Or, or uh, four, um, uh, I forget what, what, what exactly they call them, but it's, it's, it's basically four... Um, Tiers? Yeah, but it's um, four professional. No, it's not professional. It's a. Uh, I don't. I don't remember. But it, it, it basically have the championship, league two. Uh, I'm sorry, league three, league four, and then you go into a whole bunch of non-league, uh, norths and souths, and you go into teams that aren't. And you can work your way up. I can't believe there's that many teams. There's a lot, a <laughs> lot in England. That's crazy. But. And yes, and going back up to the Premier League, you want to get first. You you win it all. You want to be first. Boom. There's no playoffs. There's no championship. The total number of points will get you first place. And you can either get zero points for a loss, one point for a tie or draw, three points for a win. Okay. That's it. Um, and that's how you can get up to first. Well, in England and in a lot of other leagues in Europe, they have a th- they have a, a, a another side tournament called the Champions League. Mm-hmm. It is a prestige tournament where the best teams in Europe play each other to win the Champions League. And who is the best team in Europe? Who's the best team out of uh, you know the best team in all of Europe? So best team out of the French league and Spanish league, and they play each other. In England, you want to be in the top four okay. because UEFA has told England that they have uh, the teams, the money involved, they have the infrastructure in place, they have uh, the coefficient um, 
to, to be in the top four. So the goal is to get in the top four. Now, what that, the UEFA Champions League does is it brings uh, extra games to the team. It's not associated with the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Those extra games help to bring in more revenue, help to get more, uh, more notoriety, uh, help to to showcase your players, your club, your your your, your talent, your town, uh, any non- number of things. Um, the next two teams in the Premier League, fifth and sixth, get into a similar type league, but it's called the Europa League, and it's a sound terrible, but of a second-rate tournament to to the Premier, or, <laughs> right. or, sorry, to, to the Champions League. Everybody yeah. wants to be in the Champions League, of course. Um, and then going down to those three teams that that get relegated. Nobody wants to be in that. Not only do you get dropped to the league below. Um, Nowadays, when you get dropped in the Premier League, you get a parachute payment. Because what used to happen is you get dropped, and then when you dropped out of the Premier League, your uh, gate sales went down, your um, uh, shirt sales went down, the revenue brought into the club would then bring you lower and lower down because you're no longer in that top flight. Nobody wants to see... um, uh, FC City against you know whoever they want to see right. Manchester United because you're playing you're playing second tier teams you're for, playing second for tier the next team. season right? so everything is just going to go down and sure. clubs used to go all the way down and either go bankrupt go into um, what they call administration there are a lot of clubs that aren't in existence anymore really um, if you go into administration it's basically the uh, FA um, the, the 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 governing governing body in England will basically take ownership of your club. It's not then privately owned. It's not then owned by uh, an investor, by the fans. They take ownership of it, and they run it to stabilize the uh, the funds. Because you, 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 have place, you have to pay staff. You have to pay yeah. managers. So when you go down, and your revenue goes down with it because of gate sales and and. and concessions and and shirt sales and you're now still paying high salaries of those that were in the Premier League sure but you don't have the same funds coming in you can go down quickly yeah Um, so what's the benefit of the of the system at all then so the parachute payment for now when you go down gives you a lump sum of cash Mm -hmm. and it's based on um, economics over the the the, the, the course of the season and uh, TV revenue and, and x y and z and they get say 50 million dollars and they go down that kind of helps them to not take them down it gives them a little bit of a, of, a, of a parachute and slowly drops them down right um teams could piss away that that cash and continue to go down well portsmouth leads i mean these teams have gone down very far they used to be in the premier league right but they've made bad choices uh the wrong people have owned the club They've overpaid for players. They've done stadium renovations that call like there, there's an ex, there's a number of things that can lead to teams going down. Sure. Now going down to the championship, which is the second tier in in, in England, the goal is to get into the top tier, right? Right. The goal is to get into the Premier League, and the top three teams. Obviously, three go down every year. Three teams go up. The uh, first and second team that finish the entire season in the championship get what 
uh, is called automatic promotion. They don't have to play any extra games. They've earned their, their points for the year. They automatically get promoted up to the top flight. Okay. The third and fourth teams play for a playoff. Oh, and that's where it's kind of similar to kind of similar to American sports. Real and so so the winner of that I presume the, their prize is to go into the Premier League exactly. next season. Oh. And it's called um oh god what's it called the the, the 100 million dollar game because <laughs> nowadays you get in the Premier League that's what's going to get you. Not only are you going to get funds for going up, but you're now going to get the Premier League TV revenue. You're going to get the the, the 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 gate sales. You're going to get I mean there's your finances go up yeah. extraordinary from just getting into the top flight. I'm sure. So every year there's three three that go down new and three that teams come up. Yep. in the Premier League mm-hmm. to contend with. And a, a lot of times uh, with the exception of last year actually uh, and, and some other years, but uh, the three that came up didn't go straight back down. They stayed up. So three new teams That's that cool. were in the Premier League for, for, for several years went down. Wow. Um, there's been plenty of teams that have gone up you know, straight back down. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's such an interesting system, though. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of, and that's what a lot of people ha- want to have here, mm-hmm. in, in 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 the U.S. But we don't have the infrastructure or the uh, teams in place to properly do that, right? Because in the MLS, well, where are you going to go? <laughs> to the USL? Yeah. And now you're playing, you know, Joe Schmo's FC in the backyard. I mean, it's. We don't have that in place yet. Um, down the line, yeah. We, I mean, we've expanded the, uh, the the MLS multiple times now. We've got more teams. Down the line, I could see it occurring. Right. Um, but it's not just who do you play. It's, you know, do you have a stadium available? Do you have a, 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 a front office available that can can manage a club how do you travel i mean there, there's you know the logistics behind it that we don't necessarily have in place yet right yeah that makes sense um okay so as we're winding down here um it's opinion time sure i'm going to ask you your opinion on a few things Shoot. um so who is let's see who is the best who's the best team in england in your opinion not who's first but just overall Best team in England right now. At the current moment. Oh god, no, I can't hold on. I can't. <laughs> I, I can't do this. Who is it? For me, it's gonna be Manchester United okay. is the best team. That was a softball. That was a softball okay. question. I okay. expected okay. you to say that. Okay. Um, who's the best team in Europe? You would have to say Real Madrid. Real Madrid are the ones that are the holding uh, they're not the best on form at the current moment, but they are the holding UEFA Champions League winners. Okay. At the current moment, if I'm going on form, I would probably say Juventus. Okay. Out of Italy. All right. Um, who who is who's got the most exciting like league as far as countries go? Premier League. Premier League is by far uh, the the most exciting from top to bottom. The wide array of players. Uh, you have in the Premier League all countries. Some of the best Belgium players in the world, Eden Hazard and, and Lukaku. You have some of the best French players in the world, Pogba. Um, you have some of the best England players, obviously. You have some of the best Spanish players, David Silva. I mean, you have you have every 
you have a, a hodgepodge of, of some of the best players in the world playing in, in one league. And it's also the most exciting because top to bottom, it's, it's good. And you always have that three teams can, can go down and three can, can come back up. Sure. Do you think that's due to level of play, or is it down to compensation, money, or uh, combination of both? Combination of both. Uh, one thing the Premier League has over a lot of the other leagues is the TV revenue is insane. Gotcha. From not only the U.S., but from, from uh, China, from uh, from Africa. They, 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 they have a, a lot of funds coming in for the TV rights to show their games. Here in the States, it's NBC uh, Sports. Mm-hmm. And, and NBC Sports has done a fantastic job since they've uh, gotten that contract. Um, that's, a, that's a bulk. What that does is that shows the games on TVs across the world. Right. So if you see it more accessible, you're going to be drawn more to it. If you're having to find a league, I'm trying to find the J League, or I'm trying to find the, 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 the French League, it's a little bit more effort to, to, to find those leagues turn on and you see a Manchester United and also when you have these big names when you have the Pogba's going against the, the, the Bruins these are world class top five players in the world sure you want to watch them play yeah absolutely um, so who would you say is sort of the best the best player or the most exciting player out there today <laughs> Whew. Um, in your estimation I'm going to be partial to Ronaldo there mm-hmm. is that the, the, the debate is Ronaldo Messi who is is, 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 is is the best to not only ever play the game but the current the best at the current time honestly you could flip up a coin watching Messi play he is a little just magician the way he it's like there's a string on his feet but with the ball the ball just is always there the moves that he has uh, his vision the goals that he sees, he plays the game so silky and so smooth, but is so, so composed, yeah, and so intellectual at how he plays. He knows how to pick apart defenses. He's wonderful to watch. Ronaldo, a lot of those same aspects. He's a little bit more flashier though. He hits those thirty-yard curlers. He has the celebrations that are there. He leaves the line. He's a good. Like there's aspects to 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 both. Yeah. He scores goal with his head, his feet. Um, was he the one with the um with the statue? <laughs> yes, he was. That they just that was <laughs> a a, uh, a terrible makeup of the statue. Yeah, yes. I think they just remade it too. Um, um, did they did they change his face or his hair or something? Wasn't I think it? they I think they re. It may have been even the same artist. I think they gave him a chance to remake the the bust and actually you know it looks legit, <laughs> legit. now but yeah it was so in um in front of a team in England they're actually back now in the Premier League uh, Fulham FC um, Fulham is a little a uh, club that they play in uh, what they call Craven Cottage they play on the bank of uh, the Thames and an owner uh, a while back now. Uh, different than who they have now built a statue of michael jackson out in front of this fulham fc for no other reason besides he wanted it and he thought was it was a fan it's just a fan okay um it's now no longer there but at the time it was like <laughs> why is this guy building a michael michael jackson wasn't a, a fulham fan right what what the hell fulham was a michael jackson fan yeah. all right well, well, and maybe because the colors were 
black and white film and that's the color i i mean i don't i i couldn't tell you why you built it but it's maybe, no longer there maybe anymore. if you pressed a button it played played the song <laughs> black and white um okay so uh so bringing it to america now um right. who's the best american team because i know it ain't orlando oh hell no we are bad <laughs> oh probably your sporting KC or Atlanta United. Okay. It pains me to say Atlanta United, but you gotta you gotta admit yeah. the truth sometimes. Yep. Who's the most exciting American player or playing for the American? I guess Christian MLS. Pulisic. I'm gonna butcher his name every goddamn time. <laughs> every time. But uh, Christian Pulisic is a young, uh, 20, 21 year old who's playing overseas for Borussia Dortmund. He is electrifying. Yeah, he he will he. Watching him play at such a young age, his his movement with the ball, his pace, his accuracy. He he keeps the ball at his feet, but turns it into. He, he turns it into such control with the ball that he can put it anywhere whether that's a goal, whether that's a pass, whether that's between somebody's legs, and he has pace to do it. Mm. And that's deadly. That is deadly in the game. And he comes off of the wing normally. Um, he just plays so exciting. And he will be the player. He's, he's definitely the most exciting that we have at the current time. And he will be the player that uh, will get us into the next World Cup and, and, and possibly go far. Wow. And he's 20 years old, 21, 22. Not good for him. Good for him. I'm happy for him. Um, so, final question on this round. Why are so many teams called United? What does it mean? Oh, geez. Um, I, you know what? I don't think I've ever actually looked into this. Um, a lot of teams are called uh, Uniting, uh, United, United, uh, United Sporting. Uh, FC means football club. Mm-hmm. Uh, here <laughs> in America with a couple teams, we have SC, soccer club. Try to Americanize it more. Okay. Um, I, I don't. United is just a, a, a term that is, is used in, in in the town. Uh, there's a lot of cities out there as well. Um, it's just it's used in a town to to help gather and to help uh, make the 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 club and the city in which it's in or the town in which it's in just be, as the word says, united. Sure. Be to. Together in, in supporting this club. Um, if I had to guess, that's probably where yeah. it came from. Well, if there's one thing that I got from this conversation, it is that the it is that the game of soccer um, does. It, it sounds like it's it, primarily it just it brings together a community. Whether it means um, actively participating in it, um, playing the game from a young age, or just uh, being a supporter of your team, um, that that's kind of the big deal. Is just being being a part of it, and and the draw to it is actively sort of feeling like it's it's it is your it's your team, mm-hmm. you know, your local team is your team, which is different, I think, than a lot of um, you know NFL. It's easy to get to to become a fan of a team, but there is always that sort of separation, uh, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and it's like whether whether it's because the people coming in who are playing it. Um, 
for that team just aren't from the, you know how how often and and I'm sure it's it's the same in soccer too but how often football teams just change personnel or players and it's just trades and it's just like it's it's about the logo you know which which again I I get it I do understand that fandom but but soccer it sounds like it's just a bit more personal for some reason yeah it's a very emotional game it, it, it you're 100% right it 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 draws together a a community of people whether that is community within a city a town or uh, just because of the crest it's it's it brings together people for support towards one thing right and that is your soccer football club yeah no that's cool um so uh i was i was just thinking about um manchester city i apologize um but uh the the story of bert troutman do you know do you know it at all i don't think i know Bert Troutman was um, is a, is related to Gemma's family okay. um, through marriage. Okay. Uh, married her grandmother's sister. Um, okay. Was a pretty famous um, goalkeeper for Manchester City. Okay, uh, from Germany. Uh, I think was a was a Hitler Youth, although not not by choice. Right, I think right, he kind right. of stumbled into right it due to the age, um, but somehow found himself. Um, learning the game of soccer finding or football finding that he was proficient at it and so he came to England got a job um keeping for uh city and oh. his his famous story and one of the most i think famous stories out of the premier league of all time was that during a game he broke his neck defending the goal um i think he was he was either leaping or he was he was jumping for something and he landed wrong or he wow. hit the pole or something he broke his neck got up played the rest of the game and won it for the team God. um yeah and so he he played with a broken neck and uh they they you know obviously have since honored him and yeah i think maybe oh, built a statue that. for him you know but it's so it's uh it's pretty funny how how deep the manchester city love yeah. runs through that that side of her family um, and how United runs through the other side of the yeah. family. Goalkeepers get the shit beat out of them. Yeah. Uh, there's a goalkeeper currently in the, in the Premier League. It has been for several years. Peter Cech. He wears this rugby-style helmet over his, his head. And has worn it for several years now because diving for a ball, crashed his head into a post. Mm. Yeah. Had, 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 had damage there. And now he wears this protective lumped cap over his head <laughs> good goalkeepers just just get the crap beat out of them. yeah well but it's a you know it's a you you it, it sounds like you know people they do give their all for it 100%. and i and i'm and i i'm i'm i get it i'm starting to get it so i guess that's what i'm saying yeah. i understand thank I you for sitting it. down and talking Absolutely. to thank me you. about it um it it again it's it's something that i engage in every four years but i will certainly look at it with a different eye from now on um, and, and stop. This is a lesson for me and for anybody out there who doesn't understand the game. Stop looking at it through the, f the American football lens. Correct. Stop looking at it through the basketball lens. Look at it, look at it uh, on its own terms. And it yeah. sounds like it's a completely different game. It's the beautiful game. It is the beautiful game. 
Cool. Um, so speaking of which, real quick, um, why don't you plug your podcast, remind <laughs> everybody in case they want to know more or learn more or hear more about it. You've got a podcast, right? Yes, we do. Uh, it is the Brutiful Game. Uh, we, 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 we drink beer and we talk stuff. B-R-E-W. Brew. Brew. Yep. To full. Brew to full. Check it uh, out. Obviously, a play on words. We cover Premier League. We cover U.S. soccer. We cover MLS, NWSL. Um, it's but basically, the podcast is three guys sitting in a room talking the game. We want you to be feel like you're part of friends, be 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 be, be a part of the conversation, sitting on the couch. That's kind of how the podcast started. Uh, love the beer, cherish the game. You find us on iTunes, Stitcher, um, uh, Spotify, and www.beerforgame.com. Uh, love it. All right, well, check that out. And uh, Ferris, once again, thank you for coming down. Thank you so much. And uh, we will see you next week. Bye. United. What Am I Missing is edited, produced, and hosted by me, Brett Walden, with original music by Anthony Smith. Special thanks to Michael Ferris, if for nothing else reminding me that the Orange Rockets were a terrible team with an even worse name. If you'd like to know more about me or listen to past episodes, you can find it all at facebook.com slash whatamimissingpod. And if you have any questions, comments, or curses about anything you heard today, you can email me at whatamimissingpodcast at gmail.com. Please make sure to rate us on whatever app you choose to listen to podcasts on and tell your friends about us. Pretty please? And now, here's a preview of next week's episode. So, uh, yeah, so they have Kevin Murphy come in. He's now doing Servo, and Frank comes in to be the sidekick. And this, for me, is like the best era of the show. Dr. Forrester is by far my favorite mad, um, or villain, we call him Mads. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's the best thing on the show, in my opinion. Thanks for listening.